0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Santa H., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for today. Today is Monday, October 12, 2015. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are on page XXVI, the first paragraph, beginning with physician who at our request. Today's readers are The 12 Steps, Matt M., The 12 Traditions, Naomi B., and reading the literature today are L, Terry H., and Janice B. The share ID for Sunday is October 11th. Our special edition speaker is Phil D. from New York. How can we get permanent recovery? is 8102. One zero O.A. Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no opposition on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery and the practice of the twelve steps and twelve traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Matt M to read the twelve steps.
1: Hi, good morning, Santa. Good morning, Visionaries. This is Matt M, recovering the Pulse of Overeater, just for today, in New Jersey. Twelve Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admit we are powerless over food that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore our us to sanity three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as understood him. four. Made a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves. Five the man to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. six were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. seven humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may to recommend such people, wherever possible, except when to do so, and injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admit it. Eleven, <clears throat> thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be service.
2: Thank you,
0: Matt M. Now I will ask Naomi B. to read the 12 traditions.
3: Hi, good morning, Santa. Can you hear me okay? Perfect. Okay, thank you. Hi, I'm Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from Philadelphia. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose there is but one ultimate authority at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communications. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Naomi B. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And for readers, it's six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book means to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press Star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book on page X X Z I. the first full paragraph beginning with the physician who at our request. I will ask Du-L to begin reading. Good morning. This is Stu. Um, The physician who at our request gave us this letter has been kind enough to enlarge upon his views in another statement which follows. In this statement, he confirms that we who have suffered alcoholic torture must believe that the body of the alcoholic is quite as, as abnormal as his mind. It did not satisfy us to be told that we could not control our drinking just because we were maladjusted to life, that we were in full flight from reality, or were outright mental defects. These things were true to some extent, in fact, to a considerable extent with some of us. But we were sure that our bodies were sick as well. In our beliefs, any picture of the alcoholic which leaves out this physical factor is incomplete. And good morning. My name is Duell, and I'm a Recover Compulsive Overeater from New York. And um, I love what this says because this is the foundation of where the big book um, gets, you know, the the whole theme of of the rest of of this, um, what we're going to talk about. And in the... The physician's estimate, he made this statement and confirmed that those that suffer alcoholic torture, and for me is compulsive overeating tortures, gluttony torture, um, must believe that the body and the mind are abnormal. I don't eat. I don't react. I don't think like a normal person thinks about their food. Um, I must believe that. The first thing is that I need to identify is, that I am different, that I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to be like a normal eater. Uh, my body's affected as well as my mind. And then it says that it did not satisfy us to be told that we could not control our drinking or, in my case, eating just because we're maladjusted to life. You know, I knew that I, was, that I had poor adjustment to life. I knew that, you know, I was in full 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 um, flight from reality I was in denial I was. Um, I knew that it wasn't about self-will um, or, or somebody telling me you can push away from the table and it's just a matter of exerting your self-will I knew that something else just other than my thinking was wrong with me I just couldn't pinpoint it that it was a physical factor and they're saying that if I don't consider the physical factor that it's incomplete because something happens to me physically as well as mentally. And so, you know, it's not just a matter of just saying that, you know, I'm, I'm an out, outright mental defect, that I have a flaw or I'm lacking in something, in my character and my personality. I had to know that it was something physical, that something uh, was happening to me bodily-wise, but it's also happening to me mentally. Um, Because once I picked up the food, I knew I was off to the races. I couldn't stop eating. And then once I put it down, I couldn't stop thinking about it and going back to the food. So I knew I had to consider this. And that's why when the doctor said, you must believe, I had to believe. And it made good sense to believe in that because it made sense for me to understand I have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. It just fit perfectly with me to come to that conclusion. And we're going to talk more about the allergy of the body, and we're going to talk more about that, and I don't want to really get into that. But but it just goes to show that physically and mentally, there's something that is not normal um, with me, and I had to believe that if I was going to get this program. And with that, I passed. Thank you, Duelle. And who would like to comment on that paragraph? Nancy R. Judy Henry. Can share? Judy
4: R. Nancy W. I mean, Nancy R.
5: Wow.
0: I am so sorry. There's a lot of names, and I didn't get many. I got... Kim G, and I'm, I apologize, you're out of order. Charles H. I heard Vasa O. I heard Bella G, and that's all I heard. Who else Nancy G? R. Nessa, Nessa R. Nancy.
5: Nancy R, I heard.
0: And Nessa Suzanne R. K. Nessa R. Carol G. Suzanne K. Suzanne K. Judy F. Judy F. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your patience. Okay, this is who I have. I have Kim G., Charles H., Vasta O., Bella G., Nancy R., Nessa R., Carol G., Suzanne K., and Judy F. Kim G., you're up first. Good morning. You are talking, Kim. We can't hear you. Okay, sorry about that. I, was, I guess I got muted. Um, good morning, everyone. My name is Tim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm going to reset my timer. Um, in our belief, any picture of the alcoholic which leaves out this physical factor is incomplete. So this allergy to the body is something that we must believe. And if you read the history of Overeaters Anonymous, when Roseanne first started Overeaters Anonymous, they were just counting calories and they were losing a lot of weight But Roseanne thought they were missing something because they went to Gambler's Anonymous. They didn't get this message originally from AA. They got it from GA, which is a behavior. And they were realizing they were missing something. So Roseanne started to go to AA meetings. And it was in an AA meeting that she heard this doctor's opinion, and she's like, that's what we're missing. We don't know what we're abstaining from. And the word abstinence, which is used in the doctor's opinion, is how we as Overears Anonymous, got the word abstinence. So often when I ask someone what their abstinence is, it is funny because they tell me how they limit their calories so they can lose weight. So it's important for us to understand, if we are saying we are abstinent, we have to be clear what are we abstaining from. What are those foods that our body is physically different that we cannot ingest without having this allergic reaction for more? And unfortunately, that's not a message that is often heard in Overeaters Anonymous, and unfortunately, there's groups that don't believe this. It's not even just individuals, it's groups. It's groups that believe the GA model, that it's a behavior only, that if you work the steps, then God's going to help you limit your calories in order for you to lose weight. This directly is contradicting what we're gonna learn in this chapter. This chapter is telling us that we have a physical factor and it's incomplete. So if that's what you have been taught, that this is just a behavior, and that if you work the steps, you will eventually stop overeating, I want you to check your experience. Has that worked for you? Is your experience that when you work the steps and you continue to eat those foods that create the craving that you're able to stop binging? Is that your observation from people that tell you that message? Is that your observation from meetings that tell you that that information? Because my experience is that until I am food sober, until my mind is clear of all those substances that I can fully implement these steps, I am never going to be able to stay abstinent. And my observation with watching people trying to do that, it's so painful because the alcoholic torture cannot be removed until first we eliminate the allergen foods, and then we eliminate the mental obsession by working the steps. And that's good news for many people, because if you've been working the steps trying to eat, the steps aren't supposed to work that way. And we're going to see four different times in this chapter where it's going to tell us, first, you put down the food so the allergy is not being triggered, and secondly, you implement these steps so the obsession can be removed. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G., and good morning, Charles H.
6: Hi, right, good morning, Santa. Thanks for I mean, Santa, I apologize. Charles H. a recovered uh visionary just for today. Um, like I always say, thank God for this good doctor, a medical saint. You know, he's telling me that I must believe that my body is quite as sick as my mind. And um without this physical factor, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't need to um <laughs> abstain from the things that's killing me. My allergic my allergic reaction to uh certain foods. And you know, um yeah, you know what? Like in a way floundering for a long time, uh, wondering why 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 I gotta read this doctor opinion. But every single day that God wakes me up, I get an opportunity to crack open that thing and, and if I get a bright idea and think that um and think that I'm not allergic anymore. You know, I could be faced back down into the drama and the nonsense. And you know what? From that from that standpoint, either, I'm going to hit you from another standpoint. I got, I, you know, physical activities as far as, well, like, I, my body has to be drama free. My, my body has to be um, foolishness free. My body got to be self-righteous free. Because that'll sicken my body as well. I'm allergic to them things, man. Because every time I, I I I ingest some of that nonsense into my body, you know it gets in. You know my mind is part of my body. You know so you know I love Dr. Seuss work, man. For real, man. That guy, you know, at the end of his at the end of his his, his thing, he's part of the big book. Can you imagine a big book without a Dr. Seuss? It's like it's like the, you you see that TV show that. You know, my kids watching, I pray to God that they stop watching it, the walking dead. I can remember being a walking dead, you know, but today I'm amongst the living, just for today. And and like, like, like a lot of people are making allude to, is, um, we're going to hear more about the physical activity. But at end, I want to give you the good news that this doctor, this is a weird doctor, he's going to say, continue to pray. Even though people going to laugh, continue to read this big book. And continue to pray. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Charles H. And Vasa O. Good morning.
7: Good morning. Is it Vasa? You're up, Vasa. Thank you. I couldn't hear you. Thank you very much, Santa, for leading this meeting. And uh, I am grateful to be here with all of you. I'm grateful we covered impossible. calling from. Foxboro, Massachusetts, and wow, well, I did I had no clue when I came in this program. I had no understanding about the allergy of the body. I, I mean, I later on I said, yeah, I have the mental obsession because I can't stop thinking. When I would go on the, on the diet. I would give up certain foods, and I could not stop thinking t- till I had them again. You know, so again, the person. Verbally told me about the allergy and the mental obsession because she had read the doctor. She, you know, she knew the big book. So as a matter of fact, I was really terrified when I heard it was an allergy, and I did not. I did put those certain foods down, you know, the sugars, for one week before I came to the to my first meeting, and that was really really hard, and then. To read it again, more into doctor's opinion, I was just so amazed. In in some ways, I was relieved relieved to find out what what was wrong with me, you know. In some ways, I you know I started grieving that I couldn't have this foods that was asked for me to put down the uh, and the foods that triggered my allergy. But again, you know, I was open-minded, and I did it, and I couldn't, I remember saying, I don't know if I could live for the rest of my life without these foods, but I, again, my sponsor said, you know, oh, when I started going to more meetings, it's one day at a time, one meal at a time, and uh, yeah, I was used to dieting for 25 years before I came to this program, but I could not put the food down. And this is the only way the food has stayed down. You know, I could put down by going through the steps and practicing the principles the way they're laid out in this big book. But I'm just so grateful and so relieved that I found the solution to my problem. Finally, the directions are right there, surrendering. I know we're not on step three yet, you know. But that was the only way for me to surrender to the program and the big book. And I got the big book right away, and I could not wait to read it. And my English was very, I was, you know, was my uh, I had an English was my second language. And if I got this, anybody can get it. I remember going from sentence to sentence and word by word and trying to find the definitions. Thank you. I'll just wrap it up and I am just so grateful. And it's, I'm glad we're back to the doctor's opinion. It just reminds me of where I was at one time and where I am today. Thank you for letting me share, my I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa O. And Bella G., good morning. Thank you. Good morning. My name is
4: Bella G., and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Santa, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. In our belief, Any picture of the alcoholic which leaves out this physical sector is incomplete. Wow, it's such a relief. Thank you, God. Because before I came to the program, the way I believe, in what I believe, this is the way I live. And I believe that, yes, I don't have the willpower and... I, I lived in a way of blaming and judging blaming and judging myself and blaming and judging others, and my life wasn't a life because I was busy all the time if only if only I would live in a different place, if only I would grow up in a different family and this is this was my belief. Thank you God, thank you God, not anymore. And now it's such a relief and such a freedom that, yes, now I know that, yes, I have something in my mind, but, yes, I have to remember and I do believe that I have an allergy in the body. And this is the way God created me. In the same way that there are some people that have allergies for dairy food, there are some people that have allergies to, to, to dust. There are some people that have allergies to different smells. I have an allergy in the body to certain food. And this food, they are alcoholic food for me. And it's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to blame and judge me. This is the way I was created. And it's such a relief and it's such a freedom because I don't have to blame and to judge no more. Thank you for letting
0: me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella D. I'm Sorry, Bella G. And Nancy R., good morning.
5: Hi, thank you, Santa. Good morning. I am uh, Nancy Ara, and I am a grateful, grateful, grateful recovery compulsive overeater. And um, I'm so, I get excited when I read this part, and particularly when I share it with the newcomer, because for so many, many years, I knew something was wrong with me. I didn't know what it was, I thought it was like a willpower. I would keep trying over and over, and uh, you know, I would get the same result. And I would watch my mother, uh, you know, get a get a bite or something, and say, "Oh, that's so good." And then she said, "Okay, I'll wrap it up," and uh, I'll, or, or I'll eat it later. And I, I could never do that. And I, I often I, I wanted to know why, you know, why can't I, you know, get full? Why can't I have enough? Why do I always want more? Why can't I leave half of something? Why can't I refuse? And when I read this, it gave me an, an answer on an intellectual level, and, and I, I accepted it. But, I, you know, you know uh, the research is catching up with the research on compulsive overeating is catching up. I uh, was fortunate enough to buy a book, and, 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 and a researcher explained in detail, drew a diagram of what happens in the body of a normal eater, and what happens in the body of of uh, in my body and 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 physiologically i my my uh, body doesn't go through the steps physiologically that a normal eater goes through i, I get stuck in this area and i get this spurge, uh uh increase in insulin that causes me to crave more and more when i eat these things and when i saw it in black and white you know i said yeah you know I mean, my only recourse is to abstain because physiologically, once I ingest these substances, you know what happens in a normal what happens in a normal eater's body doesn't happen in mine, you know, so i 'm doomed you know I, I, it doesn 't matter what kind of diet, uh how much I pray or how much I do anything, physiologically, this is who I am, you know, I was made this way um uh, that you know, this is part of my genetic makeup, and uh, uh, it you know it really gave me a clear, it really clarified when I was able to see it uh, from a um, medical point of view uh, exactly how my body operates. I do, I mean, I cannot have any of these substances because it's going to set up this uh, cycle that's going to cause me to eat more and more. And Dr. Silkwood, uh laid it out for us. And, I'm, you know, I'm just so happy today that I have this information. But even though I have the information, that's not going to stop me from doing it. I can know all of that, and still this disease will have me trying, you know, saying, well, this time it's going to be different. That's the strange mental uh, quote that the book tells us about. So thank you for letting me share. I'm excited that we're going through this. I need to be writing this every day. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Nancy R. And Nessa R., good morning.
2: Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R., recovered in
0: Toronto, and today is Thanksgiving Day in Canada, and so I'm grateful I don't have to take my voice to school and I can be live on the meeting instead of listening to the recording, Um, and I want to focus on the word must believe because Unless I believe what's in this doctor's opinion, I won't be able to admit powerlessness over food. Uh, the doctor's opinion clearly outlines why it is that I am powerless over food. Uh, I used to think that food was my problem, um, and I've learned uh, in program that food is not my problem. Food is the solution that my sick mind came up. Uh, to deal with my my living problem and but at some point, this solution of mine turned on me, and it not only stopped working for me, you know taking off the edge, et cetera, but it actually created more problems. It created health problems, it created relationship problems, uh, I created you know self esteem problems, like so so many more problems, this solution of mine created. Um, and yet, i couldn 't quit. You know why couldn't I stop? I wanted to stop. I wanted I wanted a trim body. I wanted peace of mind, and I could not stop and This is why I must believe in what is written here: My body is quite as abnormal as my mind. You know once I
2: put the food in my in my mouth, I want more. I want more, and I cannot help it, and the only way I can stop eating,
0: even as my mind is thinking, you know, Nessa, stop, Nessa, stop, you know, you hate this, this is hurting you, you know, my, my mouth and my hand keep keep going as if they they, had it, they were entities of their own, uh, because I have, a, I have an allergy of the body, because this craving will not let me stop until I either pass out or run out of food. And then, of course, my my mind is abnormal, too, because once I manage to stop, um, my mind will keep telling me to go back for more, because the solution did help me at some point in time many years, decades ago. The fact that that it doesn't help me now and it causes even more problems is something that, you know, um, I very conveniently forget. And so I truly must believe what is written here. Until I believe that, I won't be able to admit the powerlessness that is required of step one to make a beginning uh, in the process of recovery. And with that I pass, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you, Nessa R. And Carol G., good morning to you. Good morning, Sunso, it's Carol G., recovered. Thank you for the meeting. Um, The doctor's opinion. And for me, it took a while to translate it from an opinion to a lifestyle. Um, But I can abundantly confirm now that looking at these pages, I have suffered torture with this illness. And I can confirm that my body is as abnormal as my mind. And I can confirm that my life was a mess without this program, that I was in full flight of reality, and that I was an outright mental defective. And if you leave me to be in charge of my own life without a higher power, I will run it into the ground. And that's what I did to my body. And my body became so sick that it just burnt out my nerves, my stomach, my intestines, and it burnt out my thinking. I couldn't think anymore. And I was so tortured, in the way he describes it, tortured because of this inner conflict. I was an actor trying to run the whole show, and inside my mind was this brawl, um, of stage characters, um, you know the businesswoman was telling me, "You're such a hypocrite. How can you teach people healthy eating and you can't do it yourself? You've been, you know, the, the spiritual guru inside of me. You've been in OA for 13 years. You know this big book. Why can't you just manage to make a decision and stop? You know, all that guilt about being a mum, etc., etc. But I knew I could, I knew I had to stop, but I couldn't stop. And the doctor's opinion." became a reality for me when I started to just look at my my life and see how that was playing out on this stage in my day-to-day living. I mean, I was having difficulty turning off the television. I was hypnotized by watching food programs. And so I began to get out of this drunken state when somebody as sober as this doctor told me these words. And I said, you know what? I guess I'll just have to trust that what he's saying is true. I guess." I'm gonna to have to just believe that what he's saying is real. So what I did was, and it sounds a bit strange now, but at the time I invited in a virtual Dr. Silkworth into my home at my meal times and I got them to sit down with me. And the reason why I did that was because my meal times were chaos. I had the television on, there was noise, there was interruptions, there was shouting and yelling. And I did that because inside I felt I needed somebody to be with me. I needed to be soothed all the time. I didn't want to feel alone. And the OA people were trying to get me to be abstinent, and and I didn't really want to do that because when I was abstinent, it was like torture to me. Um, There was no food in my mouth constantly. Um, I was constantly looking at the clock. I was wondering when the next meal would come. And when I had to finish a meal, goodness me, the whole neighborhood knew that I had to uh, put the fork down because I would cry and I'd be upset and distressed and all oh, these things were going on. And this was all my body telling me to just continue to eat these killer Mr. foods. Master? Is that my time? hmm Thank you, Santa. So with that, I gladly pass. Thank you, Carol G. And good morning, Suzanne Kaye. Good morning, Santa, and thank you so much for this beautiful meeting and your service. I'm um, Suzanne Kay, a compulsive eater, and I'm really grateful that I can be a part of this today since I'm off. i a teacher, and Columbus Day, we have also. Um, usually, I'm just listening. But I'm really grateful for this doctor's opinion, um, and I'm going to keep it real. Um, about
8: two weeks ago, I would say I was ready to check out of this process and just say forget it. I'm done. I don't, I'm just, I don't believe
3: I, I can do this. Um, I've been, I had been in relapse for
0: months, uh, serious relapse for me. Um just so sick and suffering and, you know, that alcoholic torture they talk about for me, you know, and after binging and going to bed and eating and just resting it out and, checking out, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to do this, but I kept going to meetings and kept listening to you guys on this phone meeting, and I like just, it hit me like, you know, I have to be willing at least to believe I can do this, because I've had abstinence before, so here I am day nine, um, abstinent, amazed at that, you know, about God and how the process works, and I just wanted to share, you know, I always thought it was normal for me to be eating like this. I grew up watching my family overeat, my mom eating over the sink and over the stove, and Halloween coming up, eating half the bag before I even got home uh, with my kids, you know, and what kind of diet can I be on to lose weight, because I I never really had a weight problem because I was active and athletic. But I knew something was wrong because everybody else was able to have a few pieces around me and I'm like, how could they do that? So, you know, I wanted what everybody else had, but I didn't understand it. So this really teaches me. I am not a normal eater and it's okay. I can accept this and I can do these simple steps um, and, and stay in this process. And just for today, I have willingness, tell me what to do this doctor's opinion tell me what to do and there is a solution which comes up soon so thanks for letting me share and with that i pass thank you susan k and judy f good morning judy good morning santa can i be heard yes you can oh thank you so much for your service good morning visionaries this is judy f recovered compulsive overeater from massachusetts just so grateful to be here um, so in this statement, he confirms what we who have suffered alcoholic torture must believe, that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. And for me, um, you know, Bill is very, um, definite on this must. It's another must in here. Must believe. And what helped me believe was my own insanity with the food, the, um, over and over picking up once i um, took that first bite of the substances i was allergic to uh when i came and hit a bottom and was willing to work this program and believed, must believed <laughs> that i did that this was when i looked they brought me to this doctor's opinion first and um what was helpful was to write a first step where I wrote a history of every time I would, and would be specific on what foods I picked up, sooner or later I would binge. Sooner or later I would lose control. Um, I might have just had a few days of um, controlled eating, but then there would become a time when I would be controlled. And as it says in a couple of pages, they cannot after a time differentiate the true from the false. I needed others. To point this out, and I needed to see in my own experience how this was true, and I needed help with that because I was still had a sick mind and I couldn't see it. I I really thought it would be if I had a time time away from any sub these substances, I wouldn't want them or they wouldn't give me the effect, and the um, the allergy would not kick in. And I had to see for myself over and over how it was true that when I picked up, for me, flour anything with flour, sugar, even caffeine and, and some other substances from that, it would set up that craving to want more and more and then I'd lose control. And so um, I had been in therapy for years to try to figure out how um, if I just got to what the emotional aspect was I was, um, and we looked at the mental, but without taking out the substances that were allergic, none of that worked, and I would keep going back to the food. So I am so grateful for this doctor and that we must believe that this is, it has its physical component, that I have allergic reactions to certain substances, and I need to abstain, and then I can go and get help with the mental obsession, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy F. We are on page XXVI, the first paragraph. Who else would like to comment on what was said? Rakeshad C. Leah J. Rakeshad Riva P. P. Leah M. Riva S. Riva P. You said Len. Len F. Is that correct? Anyone else?
9: This is Larry. I don't know if you heard me, Santa.
0: Yes. You're first, Larry. We have Larry oh, K, V, Leia M, Reva P, and Lynn S. Anyone else? Okay,
4: Larry K you're up. Good morning, Larry. Oh,
9: uh, good morning, Santa. Thanks so much. Larry K uh recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. So yeah, we're talking about the allergy and um Here's the deal, you know, with the allergy, um, I didn't, you know, an allergy, we use that term. My daughter has an allergy. She has a peanut allergy. Okay, so when, when my daughter, um, unfortunately for her, she, she, she has an abnormal reaction when she ingests anything related to, uh, to peanuts. And her reaction is different than mine in that she goes into anaphylactic shock. All right, now, now the thing is, the word allergy is very clear that what they were talking about, what Dr. Silkworth was talking about, was simply an adverse reaction. I do have an adverse reaction, and it's when I consume my binge substances. And it's abnormal in that, let's say, one out of ten people uh, might have this type of reaction that when I, when I ingest those substances, and I had to be clear on what those substances were for me, I couldn't be wishy-washy about it, and there's a very definitive way that you can find out those things. So, for example, uh, broccoli never created that reaction in me. It may for you, um, but it didn't for me. But certain substances created that, that, uh, that phenomenon for me of, of craving, and I never knew if I was going to have, you know, one or a thousand was not enough. And so the thing about it is, is um, abnormal. That was very difficult for me to conceptualize, to see myself as abnormal. But I had to concede to myself that I did have an abnormal reaction to that, to those substances. And if I did not um, accept that, I would never, never begin to understand, um, as we'll learn, you know the other deeper problems I will always have that adverse reaction I will always have that allergy I'm not cured of that allergy and see I know that myself today so I um, for me you know uh, what I had to do is I had to put those substances down 100% and in the beginning I just was dieting I was trying to put those down and struggling I was holding my breath underwater struggling terribly while the substances were down and then we'll later learn about the twofold nature we'll learn about the obsession of the mind um, but if i don't start with the acceptance of my allergy i will never ever see this program through it is a critically important um, part of this program for me and before i just kind of you know didn't think too much about it i thought well yeah maybe i'm nah abnormal you know i'm not so abnormal oh i am i have an abnormal adverse reaction. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Mary Kay, And good morning, Rakesh Z. Thank you, Santa, and thank you for your service. My name is Rakesh Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in California, and I am so, so Hi, grateful sweetheart. for this doctor's opinion. I um, had no, I really had no concept before I came into program that um, it was a two-fold disease, and I ha- actually had an allergy of the body, and an obsession of the mind. Finally, I came to OA 17 years ago, and I was slowly, slowly educated because it took me a long time to understand that, even to grasp that concept. But today, I know I have a twofold disease, and I have to address both issues, the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind, if I'm to recover. Because I know... I'm educated now that, to know that if I if I ingest my alcoholic foods, that's it. I will go crazy. I will go insane. I will have such uncontrollable cravings. I'm going to eat everything in sight. That's what happens when I ingest my alcoholic foods. That's always what's happened. I've never been able to eat my alcoholic foods in moderation. But the other thing is that if I eat abstinent food, extra abstinent food, that's not causing the physical allergy, but that sets off another switch in my mind. So I have to weigh and measure all my food, and if I eat extra, because if I eat anything extra that's unweighed, off my plan, then a switch goes off in my mind, and that's not the physical allergy. That is a mental obsession. The mental obsession goes off, and I want to eat everything, everything in sight, everything, with no bars hold. So I have to address both of these issues, and the physical allergy is so important, and I never understood that until I came to the program, and it took me many years to understand that because we didn't study the doctor's opinion. But I have to address both the physical allergy and the mental obsession, and I'm so grateful to know that today and to practice that every single day. Thank you for letting me share my path. Thank you, Rikethev D. and
2: Leia M. Good morning. Good morning, Santa. Thank you so much uh, that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. I'm so grateful that we're studying this. You know, I, I had to be educated about this. Um, And I'm grateful that we spend the time educating others who may not know. You know, we're reading about Dr. William Silkworth, and, you know, he was a doctor who worked with alcoholics, and he found that when an alcoholic took even a little bit of alcohol into his system, a switch went on inside his body, and there was only one thing an alcoholic wanted to do was to drink more alcohol. He had an abnormal Uh, body in that way, he was biologically mandated to drink more and more and more and more. He had no choice but to continue to drink. Well, you know, when I reviewed my eating history, I could identify certain substances that had that exact same effect on me. It wasn't just about taste sensation. When I ate certain foods, my body uh, was abnormal and it was triggered Like an alert went off, and I would eat more and more and more of that food. It did not satisfy me. It only intensified the feeling. And, you know, I learned that there were certain foods that had that physical effect on me. It had a drug effect on me. I have this problem. My body is biologically mandated in that way. I'm wired differently than normal people. And that was something I had to accept. And, you know, that was something that was not being taught. But it was something that I had to accept and to identify those food substances. Now, no one attends AA thinking that he or she is going to continue drinking while working the steps. You stop drinking and you work the steps. Um, I had to do that same process. I had to identify those binge foods and abstain from those individual binge foods and abstain from my individual binge ingredients. There are certain ingredients that trigger this phenomenon of craving in me. And I had to abstain from my individual binge eating behaviors, such as volume, Volume for me is a trigger. So I had to abstain from volume, which meant that someone like me needs to weigh and measure. And I had to be honest and careful. And I had to have a plan of eating. So these were the things that allowed me, with the support of fellows, to get prepared for the spiritual journey of the steps, that I was about to embark upon. I had to accept this disability about myself, accept that my body was quite as abnormal as my mind, and be prepared by abstaining from these binge foods, abstaining from these uh, binge behaviors, and get myself readied for embarking on a spiritual journey. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Leah M. And Reva P. Good morning.
8: Good morning, Santa. This is Reva P, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, thank you so much to everybody who shared. I relate to all of it. Um for me reading this chapter was a relief because it this was not an intellectual exercise where I heard I have an allergy of the body. I learned from my experience Um, and when I first came into program, I tried um, eating everything in moderation because I was actually referred to a um, hospital program that told me I could. And I tried it, and I couldn't. Um, And, you know, I always wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted to eat like everybody else. I wanted to fit in, because for me, part of the disease is I'm a freak. What's wrong with me? I don't belong. Um, And... I tried, I tried to fit in and do what other people did, um, I'm still baffled today when somebody can have like a bite of something and then put the rest away, because if it's one of my binge foods, <laughs> there's never enough in the world uh, for me, so it was a relief, and I learned from experience, and I tried to eat certain things in moderation, and it was torture, and it killed killed me, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Um, And I also heard, and I wanted to share, somebody um, at one of our meetings here shares that, you know, it's like uh, the analogy of a cucumber becoming a pickle. You know, the pickle never goes back to a cucumber. Like, I have this, whether I was born this way, whether I broke my barometer with certain substances and foods, it doesn't really matter. But it's not like, I'll just get this in order, I'll just be abstinent like a diet, and then I can go back. Um, there's no going back. And it's not that I'm a bad person, and it's not that I'm a freak. Um, there's a medical explanation, and it's now being proven with medical research and the people in this program who keep going back out and doing research um, that proved to me I have an allergy, and we might have different allergies to different substances, but that's the way it is, and once I accept this simple but brilliant and very important um, concept, I can't be recovered, and with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Reba P., and our last year for today, Lynn S.
10: Hi. Everyone. This is Lynn S. from Toronto. And I'm so grateful today. It's Thanksgiving here, and I was just sitting this morning thinking about how grateful I was to have a year of recovery, to be maintaining 140-pound weight loss. I didn't lose that this year. I've been in relapse, but I've been able to. Thank you, God, I didn't gain all the weight back. And uh, I'm able to maintain that weight loss through working the program and being abstinent. This part really spoke to me because in the beginning, when I came into program in 1989, I knew I was maladjusted to life. I knew that I was in full flight from reality, and I knew that I was an outright mental defective. Like, that was so clear because of the way my life was. But I couldn't get, I just couldn't understand what the problem with the food was. I blamed it all on that, but I knew there was something else. And I'll never forget when I read about the allergy of the body. I was sitting in a park in downtown Toronto, Reading the 12 and 12 of step one. And there was a drunk at the other end of the bench passed out and me. And when I read that we had an obsession of the mind, but then an allergy of the body that ensured that we would keep on eating, it was like the weight of the world was lifted off me. I thought, thank God, finally. And, and it's like the pieces of the puzzle fit together. I knew what was wrong. And for the first time in my life, there was hope. I'm so grateful to the program. I'm grateful when I came in that there were a small group in Toronto that did believe in the allergy of the body. And they were so, um, what's the word, convinced and so stressed that you have to put the food down first. And I'm very lucky that that's the group that I came in with. And I did get recovery then. Thanks. I pass.
2: Thank you,
0: Lynn F. And thank you, thank you to everyone who shared today. Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity pair. Will Terry H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yes, thanks, Santa. And good morning, A Vision for You. Terry H., recovered compulsive overeating for Maine.